Hello, and you're listening to Half Hour History, the show where you might learn something, but we guarantee nothing. I'm Jacinta. And I'm Luke. And this time, we're talking about... Ragnarok! This isn't Hollywood Ragnarok. These aren't the lies that you might have seen uh, on Thor Ragnarok, right? No, this is the real deal. This is what actually happened. This is the OG shit. Well, not that like actually happened. Like the whole thing about Ragnarok is that it's a prophecy. Yeah. So it's something that hasn't yet actually happened. Well, where's Asgard then? Must have happened. Because Asgard isn't here anymore. Well, not that we know of. No. But that's the thing. We're part of one world hanging from the world tree Idrisil. There and are we, many like, worlds. Yeah, there's like nine, maybe? And uh, Most chemists recommend Idrisil. <laughs> um, like, like Asgard could be there. We just don't know because we are um, non-believing heathens. Ah. Yeah? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, this is about the actual Ragnarok prophecy slash myth slash end of the world crazy business. Yeah. Yes, this is Ragnarok. And now, initially this episode was not going to exactly be about Ragnarok. It was initially just going to be about, um, Loki's children, because Loki has, uh, fathered some pretty crazy beings that he is feature DTF. <laughs> he is so DTF. Uh, he's the he's the dad of some pretty crazy beings that uh, have some pretty cool Norse mythology stories r- related to them. But as I sort of thought about it, I realized that so many of them are tied to Ragnarok in quite a big way that I thought, fuck it, let's just let's just do Ragnarok. People are gonna want to know about Ragnarok from seeing the the, the comic book version of it. So let's just, let's just do that. Let's just... Done it. Okay. The first of Loki's children that I'm actually going to talk about is... He's actually not kind of involved in Ragnarok, but this story was too good to leave out. So this is the story of Sleipnir. Sleipnir. Now we have, we have done this before on FPcast, haven't we? A We've long, long time ago. Sleipnir a long time ago. So I do kind of know this one a bit. Yeah. But it is pertinent to this, and it's a story that is always worth revisiting. It's it's a fun story. And Sleepnare has been in uh, the Marvel movies for a blink-and-you'll-miss-it cameo in the very first Thor movie. Um, there's a bit where Thor and Loki and maybe... The Warriors 3 go off to Jotunheim to do something. I can't remember. Fuck really, shit up, to I fuck, believe. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like revenge or to fuck shit up or whatever. And they go over there. They need to be rescued. And Odin comes in on Sleipnir. And, and the trick, like if you see in this big course and you want to know, is this Sleipnir? Yeah. You got to count them legs. You do. He's got eight of them. Eight count. legs. He's like a big fucking spider horse. Spider horse. Spider horse. Does whatever a spider can, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eats his hay. Says a nay. Something, something, spider horse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Not, not our best, but great. Well, look, like, it's a Sunday afternoon. What are you expecting from us? Like, you know, you're not paying for this. Uh, so, the story of Sleipnir. So, the Aesir, who are like the gods and shit, they're on the lookout for a tradie to give them a hand with a big hole that they had in the wall around their house. And they found a guy called Blast, which seems a little bit counterintuitive because Blast 
sounds like the kind of guy who'd be putting holes in walls, it, not it, catching up. creator. He does sound like a whole creator, but... The uh, whole Lee, not the whole Lur. Uh-huh, yeah. But they they, they found him, uh, Blast was cool to do the job, but said that in exchange for doing it, uh, he wanted the goddess Freya, the sun, and the moon. And the gods were like, fucking tell him he's dreaming. To patch a hole. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. A lot of, you know, you think you'd do it for some tinnies. Yeah. No. Slab. He's just not that kind of tradie. Um, so the gods were like, nah, fuck off. But Loki said, no, 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 come on, it's fine. All right? It's a huge job, but just tell the guy that he'll have to complete it in three seasons or the deal's off. He'll never, ever get it done in time. And the gods were like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess. And Blast said, well, yeah, that's, that's cool, um, but can my horse help me? And Loki was like, oh, yeah, I guess, sure, whatever. It's just a fucking horse. Turned out that Blast horse Svadilfari... Was a total. Sorry, what was that name again? Svadilfari. One more time. Svadilfari. Svadilfari. Yes, uh, he was a total tank, and he could perform the work of two men. And unfortunately, it looked like with his help, Blast was going to be able to get the job done on time. Okay, I've got a theory here. Okay. A horse. Yep. That can perform the work of two men. Yes. That's a pantomime horse. Yeah. It was. <laughs> you, you, you lift up those flaps. Yeah. There's two men in there. Mm, very sweaty man at the back yeah. going, this is not what I signed yeah. up for. Well, yeah, that's yeah. more than one god of mischief here, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the gods, who never had any intention of paying Blast, absolutely lost their shit at Loki and said, you did this, so you better fix this or we are going to kill you. And Loki was like shitting himself and decided that he would just have to do whatever it took. So that night, Blast went out to fetch some more stone with his horse when a sexy lady horse ran out of the woods. The mare neighed at Svadilfari and showed a little sexy bit of pastin and the horny... Well, hang on. What? Pastin. What's pastin? Is the lower part of a horse's leg. So like in an old-timey movie if the lady kind of lifted up and showed a bit of ankle okay yeah a little sexy bit of horse ankle and this horny bastard totally lost his mind he tore apart his tack and ran off after the mare they made sweet sweet love all night long and blast's work was held up and he wasn't going to be able to finish the job in time so Blast suspected some fuckery and complained to the gods, but along the way accidentally revealed that he was actually from one of the banished races of giants who the Essie hated. So Thor rolled in and smashed his head open with Mjolnir. Yay! Yay! So they got their wall and they didn't have to pay after all. Win, 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 win. So if Trump dressed as a sexy horse, it could solve this budget problem. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly how it would work. Uh, some months later, Loki turned up with his eight-legged horsey baby Sleepnir, gave it to Odin as a gift, and asked for no one to speak about the time he had to let a stallion fuck him ever again. He would really bang anything. Mm. Like, um, there's that story when, to, when he went to McDonald land and he fucked a potato, and that's why we have fry guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 and he fucked a burger, and that's how we got Mayor McCheese. Yeah. 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 I don't want to know what he... F- he fucked a hemorrhoid and got Grimace. He had sex with an aubergine. <laughs> All right, so the other three, the three we're going to talk about now, these are some big players in uh, 
in Ragnarok. And they're all Loki's children. All Loki's children, okay? Uh, some of these... I mean, we're not going to, like, spoil the Thor movie and tell you who is and who isn't in, in the movie, but a couple of these you will have already seen in the trailer. So that's, that's not a spoiler. Uh, so Loki was an adulterous shithead. And he liked to leave his wife, Segan, uh, to head over to Jotunheim and hook up with the giantess Angerboda. Yikes. Uh, He'd wear a wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's not forget, I mean, especially in the, uh, the Marvel Universe, he is a frost giant of Jotunheim himself. Half, isn't he? Is he half or is he full -sy? I don't know. I mean, he's a shapeshifter, so he can, like, shapeshift into human sort of form, but I, could, I thought he was just a, he was an ice giant baby. If, in the I movies... I mean, I can't, I can't remember, it's been a long time since I've seen the first movie. If in the movies, like, he could shapeshift into anything, why would he choose Tommy Wiseau? He wasn't Tommy Wiseau back then, he was very young and handsome, it's just recently that he's, that he's started to, uh, to Wiseau up, which is very sad. You need to Wiseau up. Boy... Um, so Loki is banging Angerboda, and really they should have used protection because they ended up having three delinquent children. Crikey. The eldest was the wolf Fenrir, or Fenris, depending on uh, which version of the legend you are reading. Both are correct. Uh, the second was Jormungand, the mega snake. Third was a daughter called Hel, or Hela who looked normal from the waist up, but below the belt, she was greenish-black and decaying. Mm. Oh, I remember that. Yes, yeah, that's Hella. Yeah, that's Hella. And she was the, like, she had the decaying bottom half. Yeah. That's, why isn't that in the movie? Because that's not sexy. Maybe under that leotard. Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't see her with her pants off. Why don't you see Kate Blanchett with her pants off? <laughs> it was probably in her contract. <laughs> <laughs> no pants. Pants on clause. <laughs> Pants on all the time. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, mm. which is a pretty lady, but it was a bit of a bait and switch. Mm. Like a mermaid, except just decaying at the bottom. Mm. Yeah, just all like crumbly, like decades old plaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like an old wedding cake down there. <laughs> uh, when the gods heard about these kids, they were like, what? This is bad news. Their mother is evil. And then some other god was like, yeah, well, have you met their father? Yeah, so, he's already given birth to an eight-legged horse. So mm, I remember the problems with him. I, yeah, I'd say I so. I would get that checked out. Mm. Uh, there's some weird spermy stuff going on there. Uh, so it was decided that they would be captured and brought back to Asgard so Odin could work out what to do with them. So... Odin picked up Jormungand, the snake, and just chucked him into the ocean surrounding Midgard, which is Earth, thinking, well, that's the last we'll see of him for sure. What no one realised is that Jormungand stayed down the bottom of the ocean and grew and grew and grew until he was big enough to encircle the whole world and bite his own tail. This is a big snake. This that's, is like yeah, the that's, biggest snake. huge. Uh, poor Hela didn't fare much better. Odin kicked her into the underworld and told her to look after all the dead people. She had two shitty servants and a hellhound called Garm to hang out with, so life basically sucked. And the dead people she was looking after weren't all the cool people who died in battle, because they obviously went to Valhalla. 
They were the people who died of illness and old age or were simply just not deemed brave enough in the eyes of the gods. So she's got the dregs. Yeah. Like, there's no one for her to talk to. She just has the dregs. She has a weird dog and some crap servants. So there's a lot of resentment building up here. Oh, yeah. And she has, like, no functioning, like, vagina or, like, how does she poop? Everything's so crumbly. I guess, like, does like, her bum fall off? She would eat and it would just fall out. I get it would just crumble into dust. Just fall out the bottom A little, half. A little poot of dust out her yeah. crumbly buttocks. Yeah. Oh, poor Hela. No wonder she's so angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to make things worse, all the things in her house were called dumb shit. Like, her curtains were called misfortune. Her dining table was called hunger. And she had a knife called Starvation. Yeah. A bit fucking dramatic. All in Ikea's fall catalogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the gods have dealt with uh, the Midgard Serpent. They have dealt with Hela. They looked at... <laughs> dealt with. <laughs> Being very generous here. <laughs> they've looked at Fenrir and gone, oh, nah, he looks all right. He's just a wolf. So, they let him roam around Asgard just chilling out and shit. Uh, they were still a little bit scared of him, and only Odin's son, Tyr, was brave enough to go and feed him alone. Fenrir ended up being fucking huge, and the gods were like, oh, well, shit, we'd better actually sort something out here. And Odin was like, well, that prophecy about how Fenrir was going to kill me seemed a little bit more of a worry now. So they didn't want to actually just straight up kill Fenrir, because spilling his dirty heathen Jotun blood... Uh, on Asgard's kind of grounds would, like, desecrate the glory of Asgard. So they decided to just catch him and tie him up. Now, the gods made a powerful iron chain and took it to Fenrir and said, well, do you reckon you're stronger than this? And he said, yeah, brah, that chain's a piece of shit. And so he let them truss him up in the chain, and once they were finished, he flexed like the motherfucking rock and sent bits of iron flying Everywhere. He's a real deal. Oh, he is. Like, he's a very, very strong doggo. And the gods were just like, fuck. That was our best chain. <laughs> so they went back to the drawing board and they made a chain that was twice as strong as the first one with links larger than those of the largest anchor chain. Like, this thing was mega. They took it to Fenrir and said, mate, if you can break this, you are an absolute hard cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Fenrir looked at the chain and went, well, I mean, the time it's taken them to make this chain, I have gotten even bigger and stronger, and I reckon I can take it. So he turns to the gods and said, game on, moles. After, he after they tied him up, he rolled over and arched his back and banged the chain against the ground. He tightened his muscles until they were as hard as the iron links of the chain. The gods saw him struggling and were like, oh, hold up, we might have done it here. But then Fenrir stood up again and dug his paws into the ground and strained and strained and the chain shattered into a hundred different pieces. The gods were absolutely shitting themselves now. Because Fenrir is getting, like, more and more pissed off. Yeah. Now, you know, he's going, well, guys, like, this is not super nice, but, you know, I keep thwarting your attempts, so... Yeah, it's rude. It's it's pretty rude. Like, they he, they bring Fenrir to their house, 
Yeah. And then they are rude to him in their house. Yeah, and he Not, hasn't done it. You haven't heard him do anything bad. No, all his, his biggest sin was being born. Yeah, prophecy. That's yes. hearsay. Yeah, exactly. So Odin went, well, we're just going to have to send for the dwarves. If they can't make something to trust a pup, no one can. And it shows what a, like, fucking cheapskate Odin is. Uh. Like, he knows the best option, but they, like, try to sort of cheap out of it a few times as well. Yeah. His life on the line. And it's like, oh, first one, let's, you know, let's go down Red Dot and get some of those chains because <laughs> they're unspecial. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, let's go down to Bunnings and, you know, they've got 30% off chains. Mm. Let's try that one. Yeah, and I feel like the the Aesir are probably a little bit racist against anyone who's not them. So they'd probably want to try and handle stuff in-house as much as they can. But they are at the end of their tether here. So uh, Skirnir went on a trip to Svartalheim and offered the dwarves a mountain of cash to make something to tie up a mega wolf. They made a restraint as smooth and supple as a silk ribbon and they called it Gleipnir. Very catchy name for a chain. Yeah, it's nice. The other ones had names too, but, like, there's so many things to pronounce here that I wanted to, to make things easier, easier on myself. Um, Skirnir rolls back into Asgard with this thing, and Odin's like, that's a fucking ribbon. What? That looks sus as shit. What is it made of? What am I paying for? Exactly. Six things, Skirnir says. The sound a cat makes when it moves. A woman's beard. The roots of a mountain. The sinews of a bear. The breath of a fish and a bird's spittle. Odin's like, are you fucking joking? And Skirnir's like, nah, 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 come on. I didn't believe them either at first, but those dwarves can do all sorts of weird shit that we don't understand. So I think we're probably just going to have to trust them on this one. Downstairs beard? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it doesn't specify. It just says a beard, so get, it could be. Get one of those for Hella. <laughs> yeah. She's got nothing to put it on. It'll just fall <laughs> off. It just uh, suspend her fishing, <laughs> fishing line. <laughs> just, just attach some fishing line from the horns on her helmet yeah. down to her merkin. Yeah. <laughs> so the gods invited Fenrir out to an island to try the ribbon on for size. Uh, the big doggo took one look at Gleipnir and went, nah, hey, you have done magic or something to that. That is not legit. You are not putting that on me. Shenanigans. Exactly. And the gods were like, dude, come on, look at it. You can break this. Do you want everyone back in town to call you a little chip chip chicken? Come on. If you can break it this time, we will set you free and we won't bother you again. Nobody called me. Chicken. <laughs> now, Fenrir was torn. Like, he didn't want to be bound by this suspect ribbon, but he also didn't want to be called a coward. So he said, all right, I will let you do it, but while I'm being chained up, one of you has to put your hand in my mouth as a sign of good faith. And so the gods looked at each other all shifty because they knew that that wasn't going to turn out well, but it was brave Tia. The guy who'd been going off and feeding Fenrir. Who Tuesday is named after. Correct. Uh, He stepped up and he said, look, I'll do it. And everyone was like, great, it's not me. 
So the ribbon was wound round and round Fenrir's neck and body and legs. And when it was in place, he began to struggle against it. He tried to kick and shrug and shake and jerk and roll. But the more he strained, the tighter Gleipnir became. Then Fenrir snarled and gnashed his teeth. And the gods were all cheering and high-fiving each other because they'd finally done it. Except Tyr, who wasn't high-fiving anybody because he didn't have a hand anymore. Uh, They secured the ribbon to a massive boulder, so he wasn't going anywhere. Fenrir was pissed off and was howling and carrying on, so one of the gods drew his sword and drove the point hard into the roof of Fenrir's mouth and rammed the hilt against his lower jaw. He was bound and gagged and drooling so much that he made a literal river of loogie. There's like a river that is said to have been created by Fenrir drooling. Is is wolf spit. Yeah, basically. Crikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So prior to getting into the actual Ragnarok story, there is one more story that I have to tell relating to Loki. So prior to Ragnarok, Loki had done some particularly bad shit, and he was on the run from the gods. He hid in a in a deserted part of Midgard up in the mountains and, and shit, but he knew that it was only a matter of time before he was found. When the gods came knocking, he turned himself into a fish to try and escape them, but they knew his wily bullshit ways, and they caught him with a net. They took him to a dismal, shitty cavern with all, like, water-dripping stalactites or stalagmites or whatever the ones that come from the roof are. Tights go down. Okay. And uh, in the cave, they'd also captured uh, Loki's other sons, Vali and Na'vi, who were kind of, like, quite normal compared to all his hideous animal children. Vali and Gnarly! <laughs> Uh, The gods changed Vali into a wolf, and he promptly murdered his brother, ripping his body apart before running away. The gods took out Na'vi's guts and took them back to where Loki's was. Loki's wife, Segan, was there thinking, I really should have just got a divorce. Loki was laid over three slabs of rock and bound by his own son's entrails. The goddess Skadi came in and fastened a snake above Loki's head so its venom would drip down onto his face for eternity. This is some fucked up shit, but yeah. not as fucked up as the Christian Bible. No, not. And, uh, yeah, they just they chucked the snake on the roof and then they just left him to it. So Loki had no tricks for this one. He just resigned himself to his shitty, shitty fate. And for some reason... Segan decided to hang around with him, even though she really didn't need to because he was a complete arsehole. And she uh, held a bowl above his face to catch the venom to offer him, obviously, some relief. But at some point, the bowl's going to fill up. So when she goes away uh, to empty it, the venom continues to drip directly onto him. And and this is the eternal state that uh, Loki will stay in until Ragnarok. That's where he is now. Yes, at this moment, still getting venom dripped he's on him. still getting venom on him. Fenrir is still chained to a rock. And he's getting tied up by his son's entrails. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So there was actually in the, the Vikings TV show, there was something quite similar. I remember when, I can't even remember what Floki did, but he got punished. Mm. And he and his wife, um, was she Segan as well? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember, I can't remember what his wife's name was. Their kid was uh, Segan. Segi, I think? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, he Maybe. they put him in a cave, and his punishment was to have water drip on his face yes, over yeah, and over yeah. and over. And his wife went in and held, held the bowl. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So I really liked that. I enjoyed yeah. that part of Vikings because that was a thing. They'd done their research. They had. Yeah, they yes. read this book. Yeah, they read the Ragnarok Wikipedia page. It was very cool. Um, okay, so Ragnarok. Yes. There are a bunch... 20, 24 minutes into your half-hour history, here is Ragnarok. Yeah. Look, it's, uh, there's a lot of setup for Ragnarok. Okay. The actual Ragnarok, not that big a deal. All right. Okay, so... Uh, there's a bunch of stages to Ragnarok, okay? It doesn't just like, all... Like the big day out. Yeah. Or, or, or Lollapalooza. Yes. Yeah. Exa- exactly like those. So it doesn't just start with a big balls out battle. There is a whole bunch of stuff that we have to we have to get through first. So Ragnarok starts with... Oh, God, all these words. Fimbulvelta, which is three winters without a summer. So people are hungry and cold and they start dying. And the ones that don't die from the hunger and cold all go a bit crazy and just start murdering each other until there's hardly anyone left. So the world is just kind of in chaos because it's just winter all the time. Then three roosters will crow. The crimson rooster Frala will crow in the forest Galgvir. The golden rooster, Gulenkambi, will crow to the Aesir in Valhalla. That'll be my chicken fast food restaurant, mate. <laughs> Gulenkambi. And the third... Uh, thanks- Gulenkambi, Gulenkombo. And the third, thankfully unnamed rooster... Steve. ...will crow in the halls of hell. So the dead good guys know about it. The dead bad guys know about it. Then... The hellhound Garm will howl in front of the cave of Nipahelia and he'll break his chains. So he Garm is on the loose. Heimdall will blow the Galahorn. So all the good guys up in Asgard, mm. they know that shit is about to go down. The Midgard serpent it's the Midgard serpent Jormungand furiously writhes, causing waves to crash and setting free the ship Nagelfar on which the goddess Hela and her army of the dead travels, which is basically, I imagine, just like the bit at the end of Return of the King. Yes. Yeah, with all the ghosts and shit. That is Hela. Yeah, that's Hela. She had a ghost army in the Ragnarok. Well, like a dead army in Ragnarok. She did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, They were green and they had glowing eyes. They they sure were. They scare me. (laughs) Uh, the fire giant Surtur advances from the south, his sword brighter than the sun. The earth shakes with violent earthquakes, freeing both Loki and Fenrir. And at this point, shit is on. So they have all come together. Yeah. It's like Loki and Hela with their army of the dead and their big fucking like hellhound and Surtur and Fenrir and everybody on one side. And then, like, all the good guy gods on the other side. Thor, Hulk. Thor, Hulk. Doctor uh, Strange. Sexy Heimdall. And, like, Odin. Valkyrie. And, yeah, well, no mentions of Valkyrie, but sure, I'm sure that they're all there. And, um... Tia, Iron Man. Iron Man was there. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon would be sick for a bit of Ragnarok. So, we are full on in the Battle Dome here, and... Old mate Fenrir has had a long time to cultivate his rage and think about what he wanted to do to these guys. So he gets off to a really good start by just straight up swallowing Odin. 
Uh, but immediately afterward, Odin's sons Vidar kicks his foot into Fenrir's lower jaw, grips Fenrir's upper jaw, and rips apart Fenrir's mouth, killing him. Which is pretty fucked up when you consider that Fenrir has had a fucking sword in his mouth up until very recently, and he's kind of just getting over that when his jaw is ripped off. This is such a scripted apocalypse, too. Like, yeah. what a prophecy. It's not yeah. like, okay, and they're going to be free. What's going to happen? No, it's, it's like, like, well, you're going to come specific. in. You're going to eat him. Mm. He's going to kick you, mm. but then you're going to get your jaw taken off. Yeah, and, like, if you were Fenrir, wouldn't you be like, oh, maybe I'll just do something different then? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Mm. But then you just can't resist because Odin just looks so tasty. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe just, like, eat Odin, but then just keep your mouth a bit... Shut or just stay away from Vidar, maybe. Yeah, and who is yeah. Vidar anyway? No, I don't know. You got Thor, we got Loki, we know those sons of Odin. Well, Loki's technically adopted. Lo- no, no, no. Loki's not, um, Loki's Odin's brother in the real stories. Okay. In the comic books, he's his adopted son. And Vidar is, uh, no, I don't know. Played in the movies, Steve Pashimi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it is Jormungand versus Thor in the Clash of the Titans. Remembering that Jormungand is super hella big at this point. Like, he is a snake that is big enough to encircle the entire world. But then Thor is also Thor. So Thor ultimately defeats the serpent, but afterwards is only able to take nine steps before collapsing and dying. Shit. Yeah. Frey fights Surtur, but he gets his face kicked in because Surtur is a fucking fire giant and Frey is just like a dude. I mean, he's a god, but he's just like a dude god. He's not like a special fire god or anything. And then afterwards, people were like, oh man, Frey only died because he didn't have his special sword because he lent it to a mate. And like, firstly, if it's Ragnarok, go get your fucking special sword. Especially, like, this hasn't happened yet. Plenty of advance notice. Absolutely. Like, the the cocks were crowing. Yeah. There was, like, howling. There was all sorts of advance warning for this stuff. Including the prophecy that says that you forget your sword. Like, ring your mate. Go, oh, look, can I just have my... Can I have a sword back? Yeah, I'll drop it back on on Tears Day. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, or otherwise Odin's Day. I'll I'll try and make it, hey, Thor's Day at the latest. I'll bring it around, (laughs) hey, mate. Um, and, like, secondly, it would want to be a pretty fucking special sword anyway if it's going to defeat a guy whose sword is literally made of fire. It kicks you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Garm, the hellhound, who is considered to be the worst of monsters, fights Tyr, and he probably bites his other hand off. Uh, they both die. So they're just, like, probably at the end of, uh, what was that tennis thing with Andy Samberg? Yeah. Where they, like, knock each other out at the end. I imagine that was, like, basically what happened here with Garm and Tyr. I, I thought it might Tyr, have Tyr's been had like, a bad run with really big dogs. I thought maybe Garm? Garm. Garm. Garm maybe, like, bit Tyr's head off and killed him. Mm. And then died of a broken heart. Like, Padme in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's not a there's not a heap of details about, about poor Garm. I was actually... I did say I wasn't going to say who... Who or what was or wasn't in Ragnarok? But I was actually quite surprised that Garm was in Ragnarok right at the start. Obviously, oh, that long thing. He was the big dragon doggo thing. Yeah, yeah, that's Garm. Oh. Yeah, good old Garm. Garm on, Garm on, Garm on, mate. 
And then Heimdall fights Loki in what I presume is the sexiest fight in all of Ragnarok. Maybe there's some baby oil, some pillows. The goddesses just like stop fighting for a while and stand around and watch. Uh, if it's anything like uh, how Loki looks in the films, it'll be um, Very greasy. four posts to bed, uh, <laughs> candles, and <laughs> fucking roses. the belly button. <laughs> Lots of roses and yeah. Oh, hi, <laughs> <laughs> Uh Sadly, the sexual energy is just too powerful for them to maintain, and they both just drop dead from the exertion. So Surtur sets fire to all the bits of the world that haven't been drowned by Jormungand, and it's all over, Red Rover. You all have just been Ragnarokked. So there are a couple of survivors who meet up at the pub afterwards to talk about how hectic Ragnarok turned out to be, and they're it's basically... pretty hectic, hey? Oh, that was fully hackers. They were mad cats. Yeah, um, and then life just kind of starts all over again. Who survives? Uh, there's a couple of Odin's sons who are like other Odin's sons, and then there's like a couple of the... What about Blast? I don't know. They didn't say Blast. Or maybe it wasn't Odin's sons. No, it was Thor's sons. Two of Thor's sons live, and then a couple of other gods uh, who were like maybe in hell previously. They meant they came back, mm-hmm. and then there was two, um, two humans survived, a man and a woman, and they repopulate the entire earth all by themselves. Which is weird, because there's going to be a lot of inbreeding. Uh, Grimace and a couple of fry guys, mm-hmm. they survived. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. 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 So, that, so that's Ragnarok. Do you feel sufficiently Ragnaroked? Uh, yes, that Ragnaroked my world. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the movie missed out on so many opportunities. Uh, I, I would watch a short film of Tom Hiddleston giving birth to a horse. So would I. Yeah. I think the biggest kind of thing in any of the Thor movies that they haven't... Like, I never expect them to address any of this stuff. But just a little kind of cheeky aside to to the reference that, you know, Loki is Sleipnir's father or mm. anything like that. Like, they're never going to out and out come and say it, but... It's like it's a funny part. It's a funny part of the mythology, and they're completely ignoring it. And I think it would be funny to reference it in passing at some point. But if we're three movies in and they haven't, it's not going to happen. If anybody knows whether the comics, especially like the '60s comics, ever played around with any of this stuff, I would love to know. Some of the characters are there because they they were um, tales of Asgard stories that were like in the backs of the regular Thor mm. comics back in the like Lee Kirby time mm. and um, I think Kirby was very interested in the actual mythology so I don't yeah. know if any of that stuff came out in the extras mm. but like there's so much like there's so much cool stuff here like I would have loved like just a straight up Thor like a Ragnarok movie that mm. would have been that would have been sweet but you know, we know the, the comic book is not going to be always the same as the mythology, and that is fine. But they, they missed some opportunities, I felt. Yeah. 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 So that is uh, Ragnarok. That is us for this fortnight. Uh, next week is our last one for the year. Ooh. Ooh. 
and uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's a it's it's quite a yarn, and I don't want anybody to look it up Ooh. and find out what the story is before we actually do the episode. So it's don't been... read the script on Wikipedia first. Basically, yes, don't ruin my show. Uh, so yes, I'll keep that one uh, under my hat for a little bit longer. But it's a lovely hat. That's a good. It's it's good. I like it. It's a topper. I bought it on sale, so it makes it even better. Uh, thank you for listening. Come and join us at fruitlesspursuits.com to check out our back episodes and all the other shows that we do. FP Cast, weekly pop culture show, Dungeons and Drongos Australia podcast. Uh, you can come and see us at Patreon and give us some shiny dollar coins to support the show and stuff like that. Rate and review on iTunes. That's the biggest thing that we we can say. There has been a couple of reviews and we really appreciate those, but some more would be really cool. So we will see you next time for a mystery story. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Badonkadonk.